Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 11th of October 2023. It's Wednesday, it's hump day. Welcome to it, we'll get you through it. It's almost the weekend, right? Isn't it? It's the weekend somewhere or something, isn't that what the saying goes? Anyway, don't forget about the Curse Program, patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com, the weekend effing review. What an effing week to review. I suspect there's going to be a lot of anger. In this week's Week in F and Review, along with the usual comedy. So check it out. Sign up. Please support the program. Five bucks a month is all we ask. Keep the show going. Um, I got it. <clears throat> the president finally spoke. Joe Biden finally waddled up to a teleprompter and read it. And he looked at it. And I, I, I watched it. There's nothing he says that's really worth a damn. He said the right things. He just said them too damn late. He said them on Tuesday. The attack was on Saturday. It's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Count those days. How long does it take for a Democrat to eventually do the right thing? Well, now we have the answer. It is amazing to me. And they said, well, he's, he was busy. We called Lids over the weekend because he was meeting with the special counsel. You see. That's why. Now, he didn't care. The president can tell the special counsel, hey, pal, uh, or independent counsel, whatever the hell he is, hey, pal, I get it. I'm going to be gone for about a half an hour because I need to go make a statement to the world because I'm the president of the United States. You want know, to look into my handling or mishandling of classified documents? That's cool. I'll talk to you. He's telling that Joe only did it with his lawyer's present, but that's beside the point. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll talk to you all about it. But first, I got to go be president for a minute. Instead, the White House lied to the American public over the weekend. They didn't mention anything about lie of omission is a lie. Hate to tell you, lie of omission is a lie. They didn't say squat to anybody about anything. They uh, call, well, just calling a lid. Calling a lid. President's having a barbecue with uh, White House staff. Because he loves the White House staff, loves them, and he wants to give them a barbecue. Okay, great. Good for them. How sweet for them. What about the rest of the world? Kind of needs somebody to, nah, no, not going to, never mind. She's gone. What I'll tell you is most pathetic is Corinne Jean-Pierre came out and gave a more stern statement, finally, about Democrats than the president really even said about Hamas. That's what's really sick about these people is that the president of the United States equivocated about Hamas. He did. Uh, In his statement, he said, quote, there is no place for hate in America, not hate against Jews, not against Muslims, not against anybody, except for those MAGA bastards, blah, blah, blah. But, no, well, um, why... And he also said, we're putting the FBI on alert. We're going to be monitoring people at school board meetings to make sure they aren't coming out in favor of killing Jews. Like, that ain't the group. That ain't the group. I can tell you where the the people most likely to murder Jews are. I can tell you. I can tell New York, for one. There's two groups 
I'd say up in the higher number of streets and then people who, you know, I don't know where they live per se, but I can tell you in which direction they maybe get on the ground five times a day. Just being honest, it's not the vast majority of people, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. One conservative does something. One alleged Republican does something. Somebody that they can find a post on Facebook that's 15 years old that said something positive about Ronald Reagan. And they go, see, this is all of these people are just like this. That's why the FBI has to watch them. They're the biggest threat to democracy out there. The biggest threat to democracy going. Well, when a group of people were just attacked randomly because of who they are, Democrats are really super keen on the dog whistle on the hate crimes and things. This, there's no doubt this was a hate crime. But weirdly, they kind of moved past that. Even though Joe Biden condemned it, said we stand with Israel, he had to throw in the equivocation because you've got to placate your base. So he has to throw in hate against Jews isn't good. Hate against Muslims isn't good. Who's hating against Muslims? They did this to everybody after 9-11. They, did this, they do this after every terrorist attack. Except for when it's a white guy does something bad. You ever notice that? Even if it's a white liberal, they don't go, no, come on, not all white guys did this. Not all white liberals did this. They're not afraid that people are going to go off and kill a whole bunch of white people. It's weird. But they all look at this and they think, well, everybody, everybody who doesn't like the wholesale slaughter of innocent civilians is now going to go out and find a Muslim person and probably murder them or at least beat the hell out of them. And they go, what? what? Excuse me, what are you basing that on? Well, it's just how they are. What do you mean it's just how they are? It's just, the American people are the worst. That's what they think. That's how they think. That's how they view us. They think that the second something happens, we are unable to differentiate between the fact that one individual acted and we just look at it and says everybody who shares this irrelevant characteristic with this person is guilty of it and probably is going to go do it themselves. See, that's them. Somebody with a gun, usually an illegal gun owner, goes out and does something terrible. They want to punish everybody. They want to punish everybody. Something horrible happens if, say, a white person does something and the victim is a non-white person. The country's racist. It's fundamentally racist. It's just down. The, it's horrible. Burn it down, burn it down, burn it down. Then you go to the, I don't know, 90% of the crimes that are somebody who's not white doing something horrible to somebody who's white. And, uh, well, as far as when the races are different, because you're much more likely to be the victim of a crime than somebody who looks like you. But they see that and they go, eh, nothing to see here. Moving on. They don't even bother the guy, the liberal who was stabbed to death on the streets of New York, Brooklyn or whatever, Crown, I don't know where it was. Um, just recently, the left-wing activist whose girlfriend set up a GoFundMe page so she didn't have to go to work. Not going not, uh, not to try and pay for the funeral expenses or anything. She just wants to be able to not work. Her and her friends want to not work. Um, and then she she refused to identify. She couldn't identify. She couldn't pick out the assailant. She didn't want to because he's a black man and probably had it coming. They probably had it coming for them being white and all that. And she's a BLM activist. You got to admit, you got to give her credit for being committed to the craft, I guess. But uh, I got to question the sincerity of her mourning if the opportunity to put her boyfriend's murderer in prison is going to pass her by or be passed on by her because of her political ideology. What is it I always say? 
progressives are progressives first and anything else a distant second. I only say that, though, because it's absolutely true and they demonstrate it every single day of our lives. Do they not? Do they not? So when the president of the United States says, there's no room for hate against Jews or against Muslims, go, wait a second. One side just attacked the other. The other side didn't. Well, uh, one side is taken to the streets of the United States and places around the world and cheered the wholesale slaughter of innocent children and women. Now, nobody's going to the streets going, yeah, kill me some more Muslims. Let's do it. They're not doing that. They're not marchings in Jewish communities demanding more Muslim blood. We must kill some children. They killed. We must. No, they're seeking justice. They're seeking an end to this. If there was one person, one person that the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, could execute, find, hunt down, and execute, and put these attacks to bed forever to end Hamas, they'd cheer that. They would support that. And then they would stop the second they got it. It's just that simple. They are spilling blood in Israel. Israelis are spilling blood to protect against, the, to defend against in, re, in retaliation to the attacks that they suffered. They are not doing it for sport. They will not spill more blood than is absolutely necessary, but spilling of blood is absolutely necessary as long as these terrorists exist and as long as these terrorists have the power they have in Gaza. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that Israel pulled out of Gaza, gave control of the power. Remember, we were always told, you need to stop occupying. You need to do this. You need to get the Jews out of Gaza, get them out of the West Bank. And then Israel said, all right, they negotiated. We're going to pull back. You get to elect your own government. You go ahead. You, I know you're going to whine. This is an open-air prison. You get The inmates don't get to run their prisons. The inmates don't get to run prisons, open-air or closed, whatever. But okay, you get it. You get to your land. Let's see what you're going to do with it. And if the Palestinians had said, we're going to be a democracy, we are going to be a free people, we are going to focus on building ourselves up, not attacking Jews. They could have, think of how they could have been, where they could have been today. Instead, the first chance these idiots get the ability to elect anybody, they elect Hamas. They aren't going to let go of power. Why would you vote for somebody who's never going to let go of power? Unless you support their genocidal aims. So you can't say that hatred of Jews is against is wrong and hatred of Muslims don't get engaged in that. There's only one side that's genuinely involved in hate, motivated by hate. It is the side that cheers the slaughter of women and children. That's who they are. I want to play for you something. This is from MSNBC. I'm surprised. I don't know why. It's so random what decides to get clipped by some of these places, conservative news sites, liberal news sites, whatever, what, decide, what they decide to clip. And then something goes kind of viral that somebody just did on their own. They did. I don't know how to capture video from cable except for the way that this person did it. You videotape or you film your, your, with your phone your TV. Now, once you see something like this, this is the only way it is. Like, why wouldn't newsbusters go, this is a really good clip. 
we dropped the ball on this. Let's go capture a high-quality version of it. But they haven't, at least not as of yet. So I'm going to use the low-quality version of it, and I'll amp the sound up as best I can. But Andrea Mitchell had on a woman whose children have been taken by the subhuman savages. I mean that in the lowest possible way. I mean, this is disgusting. I mean, these people who did this, who have gone in, who went into Israel and kidnapped people, they deserve to be killed. They deserve to be killed slowly. And quite frankly, because it is their religious, strongly held religious beliefs, they deserve to be buried facing south with a pound of bacon in there. They deserve to be disrespected to the ends of the earth, all the way to hell. It's really how disgusting these people are, and the people who cheer them are. Of course, it's not all Palestinians. I get that. But you know what? Until somebody has the balls to stand up, to fight back, not against the Jews who aren't doing anything to you, but to the leaders who have led you down this path to hell, it's hard to have any sympathy. But listen to this woman talk about her feelings about her children being kidnapped. And she seems like she was, you know, a fairly sympathetic or semi-sympathetic woman to the cause. Oh, geez, not all Palestinians, so on and so forth. But now she's gone. She's gone. She has fully come around. They've, they effed around and they found out. And this is, this is all Hamas managed to, well, this and support for them across campuses across the country. But this is what Hamas has inspired. What are your feelings about the, the, the attacks against Gaza right now? Uh, how can I must the government... say, uh, look, you're looking for, for a symmetrical situation, and I must say, it isn't. Um, if you were dealing with a, a war who is between two countries, Countries don't take children hostages, I'm sorry. It's against the laws of war. It's against humanity. It's against anything that we all believe in. Every time we had missiles uh, shot at us, I used to say to my children that they should be sympathetic towards the children of Gaza because they suffer a lot more than they do. I'm not sure I still believe in it now. And I must say the only worry I have now from uh, the bombings in Gaza is the fact that my children are there and I can't be sympathetic anymore. I can't be sympathetic to animal human beings. Well, they're not really human beings who came into my house, broke everything, stole everything, took my children from their bedrooms and took them to the Gaza Strip. Israel never done that and will never do. So there is no symmetry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, the, the question from Andrea Mitchell, what are, what are your thoughts about the attacks on uh, Gaza? Because they're pretty brutal. They've knocked down some buildings. You know, I don't really give a damn. I don't give a damn. Knock them all down. Level it. Pave hell and put up a parking lot. Sorry, Joni Mitchell. But do it. What do I care? Her children are likely going to be murdered by these savages. They'll be irrevocably, da irrevocably damaged regardless, but they're likely to be murdered by these savages. Why in the hell would she care about the bombing, of, about anything else? Seriously, what's wrong with you?
Andrea Mitchell. It's unbelievable how these people function. What MSNBC has to do. I mean, for God's sakes, they had the president of the uh, Anti-Defamation League, a big-time leftist, an Obama administration official who took the ADL and turned it into an appendage of the Democrat Party. And he was on MSNBC yesterday saying, who writes your scripts? What are you talking about? You're not, they're not militants. They're terrorists. Stop sugarcoating what these people are. What the hell's wrong with you? You're equivocating. Even he, he probably won't be on MSNBC for a while. He's got to calm down. That was not in keeping with the progressive line. You can be somewhat critical, but you never turn on the hand that feeds you. You save that kind of vitriol for Fox. Get all these garbage human beings out there on the left who are really, literally, they're twisting themselves into pretzels so much that they could fillet themselves in trying to find ways to blame anybody but their own team for what's going on in this country and on this planet. BLM Chicago, Black Lives Matter, the official BLM thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure some black people have been killed in Chicago recently. They don't give a shit. They tweeted out a paraglider with a Palestinian flag, a picture of a paraglider. I stand with Palestine. And they said, that is all. That is it. Exclamation point. Scott Weiner, the guy who helped legalize banging underage boys in California and knowingly passing somebody HIV without telling them. He legalized those things. That's Scott Weiner. Don't know how in the hell this guy gets elected. I assume he was running against a, a used Kleenex or something like that and only lost out just a little bit because he's really actually worse than a used Kleenex. He retweeted BLM Chicago, who he's been a big advocate for. Big BLM dude. Says more advocacy for violence against Jews. This is sickening. See, Scott Weiner is a Jew. You don't have to go back all that far to the 2020 to see Scott Weiner tweeting out, quote, the community showing up to paint Black Lives Matter on Fulton Street, bookended by City Hall and the African-American Art and Culture Complex, San Francisco at its best, hashtag BLM. Well, now BLM is, you know, all the racism that BLM, it didn't matter. He's got, but now that they're coming against the Jews, well, now Scott Wiener's like, wait a second, you guys don't like me? No, Scott, they hate you. <laughs> Where have you been? There are a hate, they are a hate group, Scott. You might want to look into it. I don't know. Call me crazy. Then Wiener decides that he needs to cleanse his palate, right? Because this is how the left works. They recognize, I can't be too critical. These are on my team. Scott Wiener is wrestling with it. This is the moment that the hideous caterpillar becomes a hideous butterfly. And I tell you, they realize that, oh my God, before I am anything else, I am a progressive, and I will be willing to sell out everything I hold dear for the progressive agenda. He had to cleanse his palate, so he took back to his Twitter account, and he said, quote, Let's be clear. The MAGA cult is supporting Jews at this moment because they hate Palestinians even more than they hate Jews. Yeah, Donald Trump noted anti-Semite with the Jewish daughter. Uh, but they'll turn on Jews in a heartbeat if the mothership signals a moral panic that Jews are groomers who want to steal their children. Eyes wide open. See, I believe Scott Weiner, he has an unnatural uh, interest in young children. 
the word groomer is something that strikes deep in his core. Mm. You can figure out maybe why, but I love it. They'll turn on the Jews. They'll turn your buddies are turning on the Jews right in front of you unambiguously. They're not actually turning on the Jews. They're just doing what they've always been doing. They're just doing it louder. But you don't care. You don't give a damn. You didn't care before. It's all funny. Now it's like, oh man, I can't I can't join them. That would feel dirty. I have to condemn them. Because part of the justification for my existence in state government is not only my gayness, but my Judaism. I wrap myself in those things, so I have to do this. But I don't really like doing it because his sympathy is with the terrorist sympathizers and with the terrorists. There's a lot of wrestling with this going on right now. Members of the squad are releasing statements finally. It only took them four days to discover this was going on in the world. Oh, no, this is terrible. But what they won't do is they won't condemn the Democratic Socialists of America, the organization that has, along with their local branches, in addition to their local branches, celebrated the murder of Jews, cheered the murderer of Jews, and called for solidarity with the terrorists. They aren't condemning them. It's so weird. It's almost like they're insincere when they condemn these things. But you've got to give credit where credit is due when credit is due to some people sometimes. The White House mouthpiece, Karine Jean-Pierre, so historic, actually did criticize fairly sternly Democrats like AOC and Cori Bush and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Jamal Bowman because of their equivocation and their sympathy for terrorists, she did. I've got to say, I was surprised by this. Well, there have been some members of Congress who have called for a ceasefire, and they have not gone as far as uh, backing the administration's call for support for Israel. So look, uh, I've seen some of those statements this weekend, uh, and we're going to continue to be very clear. We believe they're wrong. Uh, we believe they're repugnant, and we believe they're disgraceful. Uh, our, our condemnation belongs squarely with terrorists who have brutally murdered, raped, kidnapped hundreds, hundreds of Israelis. Uh, there can be no equivocation about that. There are not two sides here. There are not two sides. Uh, President Biden has been clear on where he has stood. You heard him. You heard from him directly uh, today. You heard from him also on Saturday on this. There's been multiple statements from this president, uh, and he's taking uh, action to provide additional support to ensure that Israel has the has what they need to defend themselves. No, I was surprised to hear that. Repugnant, calling AOC repugnant, calling these leftist lunatic anti-Semite pigs repugnant is a good thing. It's a good first step. What's really interesting, and it's important to remember, when Democrats had control of the House and Ilhan Omar was tweeting about Jewish money and Jewish this, that, and that, she is not a fan of the Jews, Ilhan Omar. Likes banging her brother, not a fan of Jews. Um, <clears throat> they were going to pass a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. And what happened? The Congressional Progressive Caucus, meaning the left, 
said we won't vote for it and that would not that would have blocked it in the house or that would have made it wouldn't have blocked it in the house because republicans all voted in lockstep with the the few sane democrats left and it would have gotten a majority but it would have passed only with republican help nancy pelosi wasn't about to let that happen because nancy pelosi wasn't interested in condemning anti-semitism she was interested in being seen as condemning anti-semitism that Democrats were seen as condemning anti-Semitism, even though the anti-Semitism was committed by Democrats. It was a thinly veiled, originally thinly veiled slap on the wrist for Ilhan Omar. Since the Progressive Congressional Caucus chimed in, defending anti-Semitism and Ilhan Omar, the personification of anti-Semitism, they had to change the resolution to condemning hate, just condemning, generically condemning hate. That's like, I condemn gluten. That's not really, it's meaningless. But that's what it was. That's what they ended up doing. They as a caucus could not condemn anti-Semitism. They still couldn't. It'll be interesting if Republicans weren't so damn stupid last week and throwing Kevin McCarthy out, we could have already had a vote condemning this attack and it would have been interesting to see the wording uh, of the resolution and how many Democrats abstained or were absent that day. That would have been interesting. Now we can't. Later today, they're going to see if they can maybe come to terms on somebody to be speaker or something and maybe by the next day have a speaker. It's just so incredibly damn stupid all of the wounding, all of the injuries Republicans have suffered are as a result of other Republicans being wildly stupid. Congratulations, Matt Gates. But it'll be interesting to see what happens when they do, if they do ever get their ass out of there or their head out of their ass and pull up a resolution condemning Hamas, condemning terrorism, condemning this attack to see where the squad is. I suspect at this point, since it's still fresh, they'd vote for it. They'd have to vote for it. Give it a week? They probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't vote. They'd most likely abstain. But you watch what happens. Already, Democrats, Joe Biden comes out, we're going to stand with Israel unequivocally. Then Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor, comes out and says, basically, we need to fund, we need to send funds to Israel, absolutely, and Ukraine. I'll be curious to see if Democrats insist on both of them being tied together. It's a little too soon for that right now, but thanks to Republicans being rudderless in the House, they don't have to move on it right now. They don't have to worry about right now. If it were the vote were right now, the House could pass money for Israel to help kill terrorists. Next week, we'll see. Listen to Jake Sullivan. So I'm not going to get ahead of the president's request and, and not going to take the place of the OMB director who will present the request that we send up. But the president was very clear today that we will be making a request to the Congress. And it will include a request for funding for support to Israel. And he has also been equally clear that we are going to renew our request to the Congress for aid to Ukraine. What exact form that all takes, that will be worked out and presented by others, not by me. but. The notion that we're going to go up and ask for Israel aid and ask for Ukraine aid, that's unequivocal. We are going to do that. There it is. We are going to do that. That's unequivocal. Okay. Will they be separate? Will those requests be separate? 
Or are they going to try and push the Ukraine aid, which is less popular, through with the Israeli aid, which is very popular right now? Democrats probably change their tune in a bit. Who knows? We shall see. But I wouldn't put anything past these Democrats because, have I mentioned recently they're really bad people? Because they're really bad people. I think I should. I think I might have mentioned that they're really bad people. But if I didn't, just one more time, they're really bad people. The worst, really. Anyway, that's enough. It's Wednesday. Let's see if Republicans can get their act together and maybe act like a group of adults and people in power, people worthy of leadership in government today or tomorrow or the next day, hopefully soon, so we can do some of these things and further expose the left for just how sick they are. Appreciate you listening. Download and share and tell on a friend. Spread the word if you don't mind. I'll see you tomorrow.